I would like to procure the bag. I want to be a rich bitch. Penthouse doorman. Money, 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 rich bitch. Hey, hey, give me that bag. Rich bitch. You're so rich. Pay me. Oh my God, we're here. We're in person. We're. We have such great mics. We do. Production value. Uh, I know you're in my house. You're looking at my face. I know. How are you? I love. I'm good. I'm good. It's been a crazy week. Yeah. Um, fun things are going on that I can't talk about just yet. Cool. But they're piling up, and I'm excited. That's great. Um, good. Excellent. And for yeah, podcast. just yeah, busy. Just so busy. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna vague pod. <laughs> I'm the same way. It's all good. No, I know. I'm. I'm doing things, and there are things that are happening, yeah. and the things, and you'll know about them later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at our um our thing, and my my wavelengths are like, and yours are like. Oh so. no. Okay. So then we just need to turn you up. Yeah, let's um. Let's, let's turn uh, you up a little bit. Let's make it little. So guys, this welcome to our there podcast. Okay, mine is turning yellow now. So we're gonna do green. Right. Green, 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 green. Guys, we just got a scarlet. Focus right interface. It's, it's two, technology. Two I have one, two. but it's a double. It's a double header. Yeah, I had to double it up. I had a DP this one. We're DPing it. I yeah. love a good DP. I love a good. DP. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, let's discuss the anatomy three. of a DP for yeah. everyone watching and listening. Yeah, let's go. Um, um, we are like officially like this is cranking along. Like I know this yeah. is episode three and everything, but like we've been doing this for a while now. Yeah. And like a month, maybe we've been kind of planning this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. LOL. Wow. And um, yeah, I mean, the Instagram is happening. The mm-hmm. YouTube is happening. Yeah. The YouTube is happening. Um, what else have we done? I think that's it. In, yeah. That's the Instagram, it so far. YouTube and But that's uh, all you need. That's all you need. Oh, and the TikTok. I made the TikTok. Oh, you did? Great. Yes. Yeah, so. We're all set. So we're great. We're so set. uh, Things are happening. Yeah. And, uh, you know, (laughs) getting the supplies for this, because, like, I've, you know, I've done a podcast before, but we just had one mic kind of like feeding off us and the guests like at the same time we'd have to be on the same side of the table and it was just like yeah. no that's that's last yeah. year i mean we could i was thinking like there was a minute where i was like i could move this out and we could sit here like a little desk yeah, and be like could. news reporters like like live at five <laughs> <laughs> next up on our docket next yeah, up. We back need, to you bob we need to come up with a cool like our logo yeah. And then have a stick on, like... Well, and I was also thinking, because, like, the title is I Want to Be a Rich Bitch. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Um, that we get, like, a little bag that has a money sign on yes. it and just, like, put it right here. Yes. I think we... And with, like, our little at symbol yes. thing. I want to be so, a rich bee. Guys, we're, you know, as we explained, and <laughs> not really, in episode one and two, um, we did, but... We kind of did, kinda but did. not really. Not really. Uh, <laughs> I Want to Be a Rich Bitch is a podcast celebrating uh, the wanting to have it all and... That you shouldn't be ashamed to go for it. You shouldn't be ashamed to get what you want um, and go for it. Um, also, we feature artists and people, which we will be soon. Remember Very soon. Next out. week. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, but people who have, you know, not been given it. They really no have Nepo babies. No, no Nepo, Nepo babies. babies. We love you guys. We Listen, love Nepo. Be our best friends. We're so down right, with you. Write me a check and help me produce things. Yeah. And then we'll make you I'll put you in it. <gasps> then maybe we well, can have a Nepo baby of the month where we're like, <gasps> they're cool. Oh, my they're God. Really cool. Promotion. If you're an influencer with with means. <laughs> and a Nepo baby. You and a Nepo baby. Like, Come to us yeah. and we'll star you in one of the variety of things that Sarah and I are putting together yeah. over the next couple months. Yeah, done. It's the Nepo baby of the month. <laughs> Which yeah. includes my book music musical uh tv show so if you sing and dance and have money like have a ball write me a check and i'll put i'll give you a role like it's it's really that simple i think we're kind of past the days where we're pretending that people have paid for things in broadway like Mm -hmm. like they've paid one way or another yeah broadway or film yeah i think i meant to say tv film hollywood and i said broadway because it's my default it's your default yeah it's so funny because um you know i was i was thinking about this earlier like you know so much about broadway and plays and stuff I know nothing, and I know a but lot. But that's about okay. TV you film. know a lot about TV and film, and like I'm still a, a I'm still Too learning. Much. Yeah, but I'm still learning, and it's good. It's good. Yeah, we I'm balance. Learning. We balance. We're balanced. We are balanced. So balanced. So balanced. <laughs> so balanced. <laughs> <laughs> so balanced. We started our first episode of this podcast with Sky Daddy. Give me your coming. So that'll right. that'll so set you up. That's kind of the tone, right? That's always been the tone. Yeah, it's always the tone. It sets the tone. It gives me the tone. It gives Room me. Tone. It gives me the sky daddies. Sky daddies. I don't have a sky daddy. I would love to have a sky daddy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think. I mean, whatever, man. I got a sky daddy. You got a sky daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, his Mike. Is, well, his name is Jesus. His um, name. <laughs> 
Yeah. Good I time. was just thinking like Sky Daddy, like on top of me. Oh, wow. Sky Daddy. Oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think when. Not like ethereal in the cloud Sky Daddy. Like, yeah, that's, like what, that's what I think that guy was saying when he was giant hairy pecs on me. That's what I want. Great. We're getting explicit. This is going to have to have a rating on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like your week's been good. You've it been has. Busy. I it mean, has. it's literally it's literally Monday. It's literally Monday. I'm talking about previous week yeah. where we also recorded episodes of this. So mm-hmm. we're we're kind of caught up on each other. I think but we are, but you I mean talk about it. What how has your me. week been? Um so <laughs> <laughs> enough about me. What do you think about me? <laughs> yeah, enough about you. Talk about me. Um okay, so last week was crazy. So I just finished my I'm all I believe in manifesting. So Same. yeah. And we're in a new moon cycle. I know. Spring solstice. Super powerful. It's Aries season, right? That I don't know. I think it is. I follow a lady on TikTok that tells me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I should know. <laughs> I really should know. My uh, my former roomie slash boo boo um, Dorian Robinson, actor, shout out, artist, boo boo kitty. Um, he's like always been the one that like tells me all that stuff and reads my chart and does all this stuff. So I have a co-star app, so I know things. Now. I do too now. Uh, my friend Catherine, uh, Broadway fabulous queen extraordinaire made me download it and we talked about all of our star signs and that app read me to filth. Well, that's what's so scary. It's like, I grew up being like, shut up. Ew. No. Right. Same. And it was like God and Jesus and the Holy spirit and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And like stars were not a thing. And yes. like, I knew I was a Libra obviously. Yeah, uh, but then also Virgo. like beyond, yeah. beyond that, like there was no discussion. Mm-mm. And so like stepping into like woo woo space with more woo woo people, which I love and adore. Yeah. It's kind of like, Oh wow. There must be some, there has to be something to this There's something because going on. the way co-star just read me up and down. And I had one of my, um, one of the clients that we have at work that I do consults with, she mm-hmm. offered to give me a star chart reading and I sent it to her and she read me to filth. And so there obviously needs to be, there's like some, there's something, there's something. There's something. And I know that like you can say that there's coincidences and that's why it comes out the way it is. And like, truly here's, here's the thing. I mean, we're not scientists. We don't know, but right. and we'll never know. And we'll that's never okay. Know. And that's cool. But I do think that there is something to say about, about it because a lot of the things that seem to line up and also when I have like the worst weeks of my life where nothing is working, all my electronics are fucking up. Everything I text is taken the wrong way or like, I feel like I'm not taking it the right way. Mercury's always in retrograde. <laughs> Mercury is just a little bit. Can she go away? She's the, but here's the thing. The problem with Mercury is she is the planet of, and this, uh, cons- she's the constellation, whatever the planet of, um, communication. So that's why everything gets fucked up when she's in retrograde because she's the one who's like, "Hey, bitch, we're talking." Like communication channels. So I'm a Virgo. Yeah. My my actual planet is Mercury, which means that that's because I I really am good at communicating and I love to communicate almost overly so. And when she's off, she's off. You know. But anyway, <clears throat> like Apple reset. Yeah, and I and I found that um you know post to get real post my divorce like back in back in the you know years ago now. Um, she was so young and so married. Um, so supple, baby baby girl. And, um, I had kind of a writer's block after that because I was just so depleted from someone else and I had to like, you know, and, but also like, it's me. So I still did all the things. I still got a show on Amazon. I still did all the, you're the problem. It's you. I'm the problem. It's me. Um, word of the year, truly phrase of the year phrase. Um, but I did the artist way and, um, it just changed everything for me. It just changed. It's all about not sponsored. I know, but they really should because they should. She changed my life because, um, the artist way is so dope and you literally, it's for everyone. It's for non-artists. It's for anybody who's like, I'm not an artist. Well, it's great. You can be a, a construction worker and take the artist way because really all this is about getting your creativity, your personal creativity out. Yeah. So, you know, doing morning pages, doing like artist dates, like saying like, it's not that I, people have such a guilt, which is why I'm bringing this up about money, about success, about whatever. But people also have a lot of guilt about being an artist. They're like, oh, if I say I'm an artist, but I'm not like making art every five seconds, I'm not an artist. Well, I've it, never it's been. not even about making art every five seconds. It's just saying it. Like when I remember being younger, <laughs> don't we all? Yeah. And, um, some don't though. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. I mean, moisturizer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember being younger and having people 
in certain spaces be like, oh, what do you do? And I always felt like being like, I'm an actor was like the most annoying thing you could possibly say. And so I never did. And I just kind of like told them what my current job was. Yeah. And then when they would ask like, well, why did you move to New York? Then it, then it would be like, well, to be an actor, but Mm -hmm. like to say being an actor or an artist or a musician or producer or whatever, when you're not doing something that second, like I just saw a great video about this the other day. Like you are still in fact, an actor or artist, like a doctor is still a doctor if they're not in the hospital. Truly. So it's like kind of getting over that hump of, you know, realizing who you are at all times right. and stepping into that. And I have not done the artist way, so I don't I know if this is kind of what it, you guys, I think you should definitely do it too. I think when you, when next month, when, you know, things are shifting, I think you'll have, I think you should be uh, doing it. So, uh, you should do it in the morning. You should live your truth. Um, for right now, these are my artist these are, pages. These, this is our artist <laughs> This is our artist I pages. mean, I'm in. <laughs> um, brought to you by Thursday yes. and then right. But, um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, um, getting back to that, I just like, when I got out of that whole thing and I did the artist way and I started to manifest things, I'd be like, you know what? Okay. Universe. Hey, boo boo. I did the E3 experiment. It's like E squared experiment. That's what it is. E squared. And you literally tell the universe, you're like, Hey girl, so I don't buy your shit. And honestly, like fine, but do something for me in 24 hours, blow my mind, have one thing happen. That's just like crazy, like insane that I'll be like, Oh, I can't deny you. And you do that. You write anything. You're like, blow my mind. Let's go. Literally. I went to bed that night. I woke up the next morning and Dr. Seeds literally the next day. Oh, I'll mute that now. Um, Dr. <laughs> and we're professional. Can you tell? Anyway, so. Um, please mute your cell phones as the show Sarah commences. Seeds, you absolute right. person. Um, anyway, so the next day, Dr. Seeds was on Amazon. And that's after we had gone back and forth. We're like, we don't know when it's going up. It could be months. And I just was like, they're never going to put it. They're just like toying yeah. my, with my emotions. They'll never be on Amazon. I, be, I mean, maybe it will. But then I told the universe, like, girl, shock a girl, do it. And it was like the next day it was on. And I was like, well, hi. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I'll give you the book because it's like a powerful, you have to say it. You don't have to say it a certain way, but it like reinforces like yeah. the way you say it is like so ironclad. That's like you have, she has to throw something at you in yeah. the next 24 hours. Well, I mean, and it's also like, I was never a journaler. Like I was as a kid and then like mm-hmm. something happened. I probably became like an angsty, bitter teenager, Let's do it. <laughs> bitter at 13. And, uh, <laughs> what, what better time, what better time, yeah. um, <laughs> and stopped <laughs> journaling. And it wasn't until this past year in the fall that I started doing it again. And it's been great. I've backed off a little bit because I find that when I do it too much in the way that I was doing it, I think I was getting so in my head because that's like the Uh, worst place for me to be, which is garbage because I live alone. And so there's a lot of time to be in in that space. why I like to we be busy. Cat. Um, I have a dog downstairs. I, know, I mean, but like whatever. The cats are easy and you don't have to worry about them. And then you That's can true. talk to them all the time and they just take That's it. That's true. Clear. 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 Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, I, I've spent, I, I've realized recently as I can't speak that, um, like journaling in the sense of like, I am this and I want this and this, that, and the next thing like is helpful. Obviously like a lot of those things have happened sure. for me, but it's also been like a really heady space where I get, to the point where I'm like, well, it's just not happening. So I must be failing. And then I go journal about that. And then it, it's just like this cycle mm. of like, Ugh. so I need, I have stepped away from journaling a little bit. I'm only doing it like once or twice a week now okay. to see how that fares. Mm-hmm. And my reasoning for this, I think is because there's some value to me at least in being kind of like, like delusional in a sense, mm-hmm. like delusional in a way that's not like dangerous and maybe delusional is not what I mean. Maybe it's more like blissful ignorance. Yeah. You know, like I was successful at a, lot, at a lot of things here in the city cause I didn't know. And I just like got here and I was like, I have to figure this out yeah. and I would just go and do shit. And you know, that's, that's how I got the traction I got at the age I got it because it was like, I didn't know any better. And it was just kind of like, you didn't know, not we to, go. you didn't know that it couldn't happen. Right. You didn't know. Well, right. You didn't, yeah. you didn't censor yourself. You didn't say like, you know, cause honestly, same thing. Like a lot of the random stuff, like when I last went out to my trip to LA, five extra things happened that were incredible that I didn't even like consider wouldn't either wouldn't happen or didn't even consider. They just happened. Right. Cause I wasn't blocking. I wasn't saying like, no, I randomly won't get signed across the board by blank, blank, blank. You know what I mean? Of course, I that made sense that I did because I went to their house and talked about projects I'm trying to sell that I'm already represented right. by them. But then I didn't know the other shit would just come into my lap. But of course it did. You know, anyway. Of course. It- <laughs> um, <just> Sky daddy. <laughs> Sky daddy. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and kind of same, but in a different way. Like right. this was back in the day, like pre- 
I mean, pre-everything. We're mm-hmm. talking like 2000... We're talking about prehistoria. We're pre-historia. talking about dinosaurs. Pre-iPhone. Yeah. Um, wow. Which I, which I want to talk about a little bit more, too. But, yeah. like, this was pre-iPhone days, um, like, maybe 2007, eight or so. Mm. I mean, I guess I had an iPhone at that point. But, like, it wasn't what it is now, you know? It wasn't the thing. No. So I would do this thing where every contract I was on... And from, like, the end of 2008 onward, like, I was kind of always on one. Mm -hmm. And I would take a bunch of manila envelopes, blue folders. Blue is my signature color. Literally this color folder. Or. Um, LOL, I just realized that. Red is mine. (laughs) I just realized that. I'm living inside a folder. And and I would put my headshot a little postcard, my business card, and a cover letter inside that was like, hi, I'm doing the show right now, and like, blah, 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 and I would send it to casting offices everywhere, like casting offices and artistic directors at every theater I could think of, and I got like one of those databases, I forget what they were called, and I would just like, I would handwrite the address on it, and I would buy postage, it would cost me like maybe two, three hundred dollars a pop to do this, yeah, Ross Report, there you Mm -hmm. go, and I would just send it everywhere. And, like, sometimes you would hear back. I mm. got, like, Walnut Street Theater got back to me one time. Tara Rubin got back to me one time. Work. And it was just like, oh, this is working. And I didn't know not to do this because everyone was like, send emails. I was like, everyone is sending emails, so yes. they're not going to see it. And so I started doing it this, like, analog kind of way. And, like, whereas I did not really get hired by Tara Rubin or Walnut Street Theater, like, I was up for the Walnut Street Theater apprenticeship when I was 22. And, like, I would have gotten it had I not been on a cruise ship when they called me. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but I just didn't know not to do that. And yeah, it's you just open kind your own like, doors. Yeah, it's like this delusional ignorance of what you're doing that kind of helps you in a way. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, don't learn the things, because obviously you want to do that. But there is <laughs> something about, like, being so hyper self-aware Yes. that I feel, for me, kind of tears me down. To jump off that, uh, 100%. I, I 100% agree with that because, like, being in your head is the last thing you want to do. Well, and honestly, I'm probably doing it wrong because well, no yes, one taught I was me. Tell you I'm, how just to... like, I'm just, like, writing my feelings down. <laughs> well, partially, but, yeah, I have I have a way to make it not like that. But I also have to say I agree with you 100% with all the things that you're describing. It's really important to uh, not be censoring yourself, not judging what your moves are. And also, like, in the instance of writing the deal with Dr. Seeds, it was on Amazon for three years, got an Emmy consideration, and now it's on Plex TV. Um, Plex TV, When yeah. that was Not all sponsored. going down, the reason Dr. Seeds happened, tr- truly, is because I was an actor. I was working a lot, but I was also on sets where, like, I'd look at the writing, and I'd look at... I'm not going to drag anyone, but there were moments where I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, a man wrote this. I don't know a single woman that speaks like this, yeah. like, in her life. Um, I don't speak like this and that's okay. Cause you can play a character that speaks differently, but like no one does. This was like a, uh, wow, look at how deep she is. Not at all. She's there for the boyfriend. So right. I was on a set where I felt like such, um, like not a real fully formed character, but they had gotten so much money to like make this thing. And it was like a minute in my head where I go, these guys have never looked in the mirror and said, maybe they haven't. It's just like, how could they, when they wrote this, but they were like, never looked in the mirror and said, Maybe this is not good. Maybe this is like not helpful. Maybe this isn't like whatever, but somebody thought it was, gave them a bunch of money. It went nowhere, but it was like, I was like, I can do this. Like I was a writer in middle school, high school. I was writing poetry and things. Some that got published. Like I was doing it, but as an actor, I always thought like, I can't, that was in my head. I am an actor. That's what I am. I can't do, 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 do. And then I started to be like, wait, I'm fucking weird and funny and none of the things I'm going out for are my brand of, or anything of humor. They, they just, especially at this time, this was like 2015, 2016, they were just like, they only gave funny roles to women who were not, they would just, they would say, she's too blank to be the, uh, the funny girl. She's too blank to be the whatever. And there was all these like weird stereotypes about what funny is and funny wasn't, especially for women. There continues to be, but it's like way better now, like way better. So I was like... Why don't I just write something that's my weird brand of humor? I star in it because I can. Literally acting is my job. And then go from there. And then that's how that all happened. But that was because I stopped saying to myself, it has to be perfect. It has to be this. It has to be this level. It has to, like, I worked hard on it, made it good. It, it, is, it is great. I'm very proud of it. But if I would have been in my head so much and prevented myself from doing that, all these things that I've manifested that have come from that, whether it's my representation or selling other shows or even making pitch decks, all that came out of that. Yeah. And all my comedic auditions that I get sent out, they're like, 
it's a doctor sees us character. I'm like, work. Perfect. Right? Because oh, so you've become your own baseline. I love right. that. Like the weird, like qu- not just quirky and weird, but like sexy, like sexually overt while being weird and funny. Quirky. <laughs> the, <laughs> like, se- the sexually active band geek. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So do you know what I'm saying? No, I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And if I, if I would have, if I would have censored myself and stopped myself at any point during that journey, yeah. and there are times where I easily could have like 10 times over. During, before we were getting funding, like even before that, writing rewrites, whatever, anything. I could have easily done that, but I didn't. And I think that's the key is like always push forward, always, you know, look at yourself through a lens, meaning like, okay, is this problematic? Is this helpful? Is this in any way, blah, blah, make sure everything you're writing is, is you know, is in that form gr- good, but really just express yourself. Now, morning pages. Okay. So journaling, I'm the same way where I got to the point where I was like, I feel like I'm journaling just to be like, what's your checklist? check it off. Or what's your fantasy? You're not there yet. Bummer. Like it just felt like, bummer. it just felt like a constant <laughs> bummer. It just felt like bummer. a constant, um, you know, like, like it was homework or something. Like it was something that like I did, but it was like, why am I doing this? So what the artist way says is like, literally wake up in the morning, write three pages, stream of consciousness, stream of consciousness, meaning don't lift your freaking pen off the page, write three pages, do that every morning. And what that does is it takes out all the things that you're feeling and puts them on paper. In fact, it gets you out of your head. That's the whole point. So you don't judge what you're writing. I bet if I look back on mine from like two days ago, I woke up in kind of a bad mood. It's literally like, fuck, fuck, stupid motherfucking goddamn fuck. It's like, wow, Sarah, you're then, a bitch. And then the next day, it's like rainbows and color and light and everybody's beautiful. Look at my majestic, like, look at what has happened. Sparkles and glitter. Right. And bears but, and unicorns. Right. But I'll never read it again. And if I do read it, it'll be funny. Yeah. But it's not, that's not what it's for. It's literally just to get it out. So then later when I'm writing, it's almost like it's out of my head, but but it's also not word vomit. So it just becomes like something different when you actually like later, if you're writing something. So like, that's why journaling in the morning and just morning pages is like the opposite of being stuck in your head. It's like, open the gates, bitch. I'm crazy right, right no, now. Literally because I, fe- I, for the last couple of months, I felt like, um, <laughs> you know, when you give birth, <laughs> none of no, us at this table do. None of us, none of us at this by table. choice. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Um, but like when the head's like crowning and like coming sure. out, and it's not it's quite insane. there, and there's not enough stretch yet to get it out. I have felt that way with my brain for like the last like three months. Like it's trying to get out of some kind of cast. Yeah, and it's just like and isn't quite there. Yeah. And I feel like maybe something, some version of this will do it. But it's also one of the reasons why I've stopped doing it because I felt like I was preventing the stretch from happening. Yeah, and that should never be the case. Right. But also, but then I also beg the question, like, if by preventing the stretch, am I really retreating back into the womb of my brain? So what I was going to say. And hiding. Right. No, I knew you were going to say this. I saw it on your face. sounds Sounds like a fear thing. You know, it's always rooted whenever you feel like um, something is about lack or something is about like being blocked or whatever. It's always a fear thing. It's not your fault. It doesn't mean that like that. It's just like finding a way to put your ideas down on paper where a you're not even judging what it says. Don't even reread it. Just like word vomit it out. Get it out. It really makes your mind start to like move forward in a way that is just like, oh, damn, like I wrote all that gobbledygook. Let's get on with it, baby. Like I'm, I just read three pages of random shit. That's awesome. And then one day I can turn it into like a folk-based pop album. Yes. (laughs) It's like little train, run this train, fuck the MTA. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm like Taylor Swift just turns everything, journal entry into Mm, a song. So maybe maybe that's my journey. Maybe that's my journey. I think that's it. Well, yeah. So. Anyway, <clears throat> I had just completed to get back to my week. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the time. It's well, amazing. Well, wait, before, before you get back to your week, Talk I, to I do want to comment on something Please you said. Say it. The whole, like, um, uh, like not seeing yourself and, like, not showing up the way that you, like, authentically want to show up and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Like, I've spent my whole life not doing that because, like, this in the industry in which I worked mm. – was not celebrated or wanted. And so I had to figure out a way to like jam myself into this place yeah. where I didn't necessarily fit, but I was really good at making myself fit. And so like once I decided that that was no longer the journey yeah, and I could do other things because again, like, <laughs> like 
I wasn't seeing really myself in anything else. And so I had to like kind of conform to what was being put out there. And what I decided to do was take this identity of like Howard Keel in like the old, like golden era musical yeah. theater movies and just become him. And it mm-hmm. worked really well. I did a lot of Howard Keel roles and I'm Work. very, very happy about it. Um, they were great, but it wasn't me. And I brought some of me to the roles, but I had to be really careful with that too, because nobody wants like a gay leading man in a straight presenting heteronormative classic musical. So that's kind of why I created baritone to have like a little outlet of that. And then once shutdown happened and I was like, Oh, I don't need to do this anymore. And it was very (laughs) uncomfortable for a while because I had to figure out how to like not be that version of me anymore. And I'm still figuring it out. Right. But like, I think I've gotten to a point now where it's like, look out, bitch, she's coming. (laughs) And it's, it's very much like, the stuff that I'm about to be producing, finishing writing, et cetera, in addition to my book is going to be like fully me. Like what you're talking about, like the yeah. weird, the weird, funny, sexually active band geek yeah. girl that you are on the inside mm-hmm. and outside. Like mm-hmm. that's going to, I'm going to have that chance finally. Yeah. And like I've never, literally never had it before. Right. It's a weird feeling. No, I think that's awesome. And it's a weird feeling hearing it from other people that I see doing it and then being like, why aren't you doing this? <laughs> Like, bad at taking my own advice, always. It's a true Libra um, situation. That's everyone's problem, I think. Um, <clears throat> you know, because um, it has to have a level of, like, severe humility, but also self-esteem. Mm-hmm. It's such a comma. It's such a, a comment on, like, <clears throat> society now where, like, yes, you literally exist. Good job. Or we're, like, die. <laughs> you know, it's like, whoa. Right. Well, it's also, I kind of also paralleled this to social media because how can you not? But, like, mm-hmm. you see the difference in content on different apps, right? Like, you, I, at least for me, like, my, my For You page on Instagram is just, like, these, like, hot guys doing the absolute least and having the most metrics you could possibly wow. imagine. And then, like, TikTok's a little different for me because I follow smarter people. Yeah. Not that these people aren't smart. They're just leading with... The wrong yeah, thing. They're, they're, yeah. Um, and I had this really great conversation with this, um, an elder gay the other day out of Chicago. He's a psychotherapist and a coach for elder gay men. Work. Um, where like when you lead with the wrong thing, the people that come to you and the people that hire you and the people that are attracted to you are the wrong people. Truly. Because you're not leading with the right thing. And, and the context in which we were talking about this was like the hot guys on Instagram who lead with like their big asses or their giant packs and arms or whatever. And yeah. like, so then they just get thirsty people, which is because that's what you're putting out there. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm super sex positive. Like I'm all like whatever your shape and size is, like live your truth. I had a thong era where like that's all that was on my Instagram. Work. But then what really taught me this was during that period of time <clears throat> during my thong era um <laughs> the thong era the thong era of 2016 yeah um i was also writing baritone and my book and so then when those things came out i wasn't getting any traction or metrics or anything because i wasn't leading with I'm a smart person who can do these things and this is what I want to do i right. was leading with look at my fat ass in a thong Work. which also at the time was great, yeah. but it didn't help me with anything else. And I just kind of realized like, I have to flip the script here right? because like I'm leading with the wrong thing. And so to your point, when you lead with like you and who you are and mm-hmm. what you want to do, then the right people that you actually want are coming in. And honestly, that's so true. And, and honestly, nobody knows what they really want. No, nobody. So until you tell them, then they they just oh they just God. vibe. Well, and this is also such a a funny conversation that I've had so many times with people in theater too. Like, mm-hmm. not that artistic directors or casting directors are not smart people, no, they're very but smart. I think we also go into these rooms thinking they know exactly what they want and that's what they're looking for. And it's the complete opposite. They don't truly. Know. They have no idea. And so that's your job to go in there and show them that you are what you want. And that's the opposite of what most people I think do. They try and like again jam themselves into right. these little boxes instead of being themselves and being interesting, they are like, oh, well, this is how, you know, whomever did it in the original cast recording did it. And so that's just how I'm going to do it. Yeah. And sometimes that will work because there is a a sect of them that have a lack and void of imagination. There's also like, it depends on the artist too. Let's just say somebody does a performance that is very similar to the old one, but they're still being genuine and earnest. It's going to come across really well. And that's a special skill. It's so hard to do. Yeah. And I love that. I love stuff like that because to me, it's like, you know, I had an, I had my, um, 
shout out to Tias, the international acting studio. I had a, you know, a, hi Adam, hi Adam, my publicist and my and my rep in Europe and my. <laughs> he's just wonderful. He's literally one of the most big handsome man. He's in just traits. A, the wonderfulest, <laughs> gorgeousest, wonderful man. Truly. He's so sweet and kind and really supportive. But here's the thing: he rewards. He, I feel like I'm the same way. Where like. I feel like I give people space and time in my life because they're like incredible and because they work hard and they're wonderful people and stuff like that. And I think he's the same way. Like the more I'm doing, the more he's pushing for me, the more he's doing stuff. It's just like happens. Cause if, if you don't, if you don't demonstrate and it goes back to like what I was going to say is like, if you don't demonstrate who you are at your highest level, then you're not going to attract people like that in your life. You're going to have no. all these like, people that are chaotic around you and that are spiraling and circling the drain. And I just, as much as I'm here to um, navigate anyone who's going through something like that, or that I'm here holding space for that. But if you surround yourself with that kind of energy, because you're giving that kind of energy off that you even entertain that bullshit, you're circling the drain too. You're also circling the drain. And and the years that I feel like a lot of artists spend doing that, like circling the drain Mm -hmm. is just like time wasted. Like I, I look back honey. (laughs) And I look at the drain circlers that I was hanging out with and thinking like, these people are fun and fabulous, but they were doing fuck nothing for me. And like, and that's the other thing too, that I don't like. I saw a t-shirt the other day. It was like chase money, not friends. And I think that that's toxic and you should absolutely not do that. You ain't have shit if you have money and no friends. Exactly. Like what you're buying friends who want to hang out with you because your money. Great. Cool. Congratulations. Those are the people you don't want to draw. I agree. But I think that this, this conversation can very quickly turn into that. Yeah. And that's not what we're saying. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, when you are the kind of person that wants to do big things and take over and build empires and do everything else, you then will also attract people who want to do the same. Exactly. And eventually the ones that are like, oh, I want to do that too, and will do nothing to do, like, about it, and they, like, live in stagnation. Yep. They will eventually go away. Yes. Or they'll, like, fade a little bit into the background. Or you'll just be friends you meet every so, every so often for something. Yeah. But you know that if you hang out with them... For like four hours, nothing will happen. Right. And that's fine too. That's great. Yeah. We've done that. Absolutely. But we also know that we're doing things, right? right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, absolutely. and you're not bringing me down. You're not, you're not giving me like, I'm, and it's all on up to you. Your autonomy is your own. But if everyone's has bad habits around you, everyone is like, um, blaming everything else. Everyone is complaining consistently about like uh, this boyfriend, that boy, like girl, it's you. You're the problem. You're the problem. It's, it's you. you. That's the or title, like, of, title or, of episode. Right, right. Or like just, you know what I mean? Just surrounded by people that can't have high concept conversations with you. Or like if you say what you're doing, they're 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 pushing you down for it. And I, I haven't had too many people like that because I've kind of always been how I am. But I think I've spent time trying to help people a little too much in my past. And I just don't have it anymore. Well, and for free. For free. Yeah. Which is another thing. Yeah. But. I I will compare this to like stopping drinking. Now I've done this. I've done this a number of times in my life where I just take pockets of time where I'm like, I'm not drinking. I'm in one right now. It's why I'm in a bad mood. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. It's been like 80 days. Like it's fine. fine. Um, But like when you first stop drinking, Mm -hmm. your friends who are drain circlers will stop inviting you out. Rude. And I found this to be true every single time. And on contracts where this was happening, I would not get asked to hang out because they were all going to drink. Now, the woman I work for brought up this really great um, short story called... It's, I, I didn't read it in school, so I'm not sure where this would have come from, but I did buy it. Um, it's called like Harris Bergeron or something like that. Oh, yeah. And it's the idea that like it's this dystopian society where everyone is born different, and then sure. at a certain age, they test you, and whatever you excel in, they handicap you so that you are the same as everyone oh, else. Oh, my God. And when we were talking about this, she was like, that's why people drink. That's why people do X Mm -hmm. because they're excelling at something and it makes everyone else uncomfortable. And so they handicap themselves with drinking to bring themselves down Mm. to like conformity and assimilation. Mm -hmm. And I've done that my whole life. Like that's easily, I can easily point Well, while she was telling me this, I could easily point to places where I was like, wow, there are my (laughs) twenties and there are the beginning of my (laughs) thirties. And I was like, I've been doing this my whole life. Right. It seems like your relationship with it is not good then if it's like 
Well, my relationship in. with it was not good for other reasons. Sure. But I think but that's why... not that's a baseline though, not right. good reason. Right. right. But like that's why literally everyone does it for mm. the most part. Like, especially when you're like going out all the time or like yeah. consistently. And there's nothing wrong with that. I did it for years. I had a lot of fun and I wouldn't right. trade those memories for anything. But like it's when you when you are a person who's either like high functioning in any kind of way. Where you, like, want to do stuff like we want to do. Like, yeah. create shit and change industries and become part of, like, huge, huge conglomerates. Right. You know, the majority of people around you aren't doing that. Or they want to and they talk about it, but they don't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, I hate the spiral talk. It's like, okay, that was right. two years ago. You said the same thing. Right. We were talking about that with L.A. Like, people who are like, oh, I'm an actor. I'm a screenwriter. Oh, what are you writing? Oh, you know. Yeah, like, like I looked you up. I can't find I see nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, and you, that's I, fine, but totally. why are you telling me about it? <laughs> that's all I care. Because people don't want to face reality. Because the thing is, like, I, I'm not here to judge you, but why do you keep saying that over and over again to me? Right. And then, like, nothing's happening. Right. And and again, like, none of this is coming from a place of judgment. It's no. just, it's coming from a place of, of like you, so wanting maybe. to, like, help these people. Yeah. And they continue to circle the drain. And again, like, Pandyland, when we all shut down and did nothing, mm-hmm. was such a relief because I felt so, like, cut from the tethers of the people who were trying to, like, absorb that energy mm. like the energy vampire mm. thing a la what we do in the shadows yeah um and Love like take show. it oh it's so good and they're so hot the vampires Gail Keller, uh, you're a great casting director cast me in that truly. you've brought me into other shows but that's such a good one too so let's do like that. i'll second that because it's my i'm obsessed. literally so good obsessed um i want to know how much of the show is scripted and how much of it is improv because oh i know because i feel like some you can tell sometimes <laughs> my sweet cheese my good time boy <laughs> <laughs> In New York City. I yeah. just love them yeah. all. But, Laszlo, you stupid. But yeah, so so my anyway, point sorry. being, without circling the drain of this conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> circling the, the funnel. Yeah. Episode title, circling yeah. the drain. Circling the drain. Um, you know, like, it's fine to be around those people and be friends with them, but just be conscious of the fact that, like, you might not belong there at all times. Yeah. And it's okay to dip into that and, like, go see those people. And I love, I love the people that I've included in mm-hmm. my life, you mm-hmm. know, like, and I'm not, I don't want to speak ill of them. No. But when it comes down to the, like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And there's no answer mm-hmm. or there's, like, this vague, like, oh, well, maybe blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, I'm not here for that. Yeah. And also, like. Again, it's like you can have friends that maybe aren't figuring it out, but if they're actively totally. embodying their own destruction and it's like a pattern, it keeps going. Honestly, all those people are gone. I don't have a single one in my life anymore. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, well, it's not because they fall I, off anyway. Oh yeah. Because they're only going to, I'm only going to hear from them if they need something. Or if we, if we see each other, it'll be out and it'll be through other friends. And we'll be like, cool. We're cool. Yeah, it's but, like, oh my God, let's get coffee sometime in 15 years go by. Like, and you're like, oh my God, let's get coffee again. sometime. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like coffee doesn't exist anymore. It's no. like the future. It's dystopian. Like they're still like, let's get coffee. And you're like, honey. We're drinking we're holograms done. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking through my eyes and it's a hologram. Right. I understand. <laughs> this is how you drink through yeah. your eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, you get what I'm saying. We're not we're not here to demonize anybody, but we are no. here to say you need to protect your energy. And if you're surrounded by people that constantly you feel like depleted afterwards, that's a sign that maybe or you have all these dreams and hopes and you hang out with them for seven hours. And you're like, wait, where did they go? Like, where did my dreams go? <laughs> where did my dreams go? They're in a bar on Ninth Avenue. And oh, God, yeah, just as much as it's like. But again, it's not on them. It's literally on you to like yeah. make your boundaries. Yeah. Say no. Again, this goes back to what I said last last week or whenever it airs. Literally say no to shit. Please say no Please. to things that don't yes. serve you. It's only open the door. Very hard and long lesson for me to learn too. Like yeah. I said yes to everything for so long. There was I remember one time that I said no to something mm-hmm. job wise. Yeah. And there's so many things I should have said no to. And like and like that's not to say that I didn't learn anything or get anything out mm-hmm. of it. Like that's not what I'm saying. But like what could have happened had I not done that? Yeah, your energy wasn't set on something that really isn't serving you. Right. What could you have also done? Exactly. And that's the same with people. Like there I I'm so pleased to know the people that I know and that's on same. all all ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Of of what we're like the drain circling that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like but at the same time like if I have the thing I want to get done and do, and all of this is like a distraction, then I don't have the energy at this time to spend on that. Right. And like, 
part of me feels like really gross saying that because I love, mm. I love people so much yeah. and like being like, don't hang out with them because they're circling the drain, like kind of hurts my feelings sure. because I spent so much time doing that. Sure. But like coming out of it and just being like, nope, that's, that's the reason why you're not doing what you're doing. It's, um, in a way it's, it's an addiction in itself in a way. It's a self-sabotage, it's a self-sabotage addiction. addiction. Yeah. And also like when you're out of it, you're like, oh man, that person was like, what the hell was I doing? Like, come on, man. Like, like I kept, you know, like there's been so many, there's been people in my life too, that I've given, given big opportunities to in terms of like professional stuff or whatever. And when they let you down or like, you're like, I knew this was, what did I do this for? Like I did that just a couple times in my twenties. And I felt like, I feel like I went from like no tolerance for anyone's bullshit Went to college, still had no tolerance. Came out of college, was like, maybe I should be softer, kinder. Maybe I shouldn't be such a hard ass about this nope. shit. Nope. <laughs> and then literally like, a couple years later, I was like, no. no I, I mean, no. there's a way to, I think maybe when you're a kid or you're a petulant little teenage, teenager, like 13 going on 46, like I was, like you're you're going to have judgment calls that you're not ready to take. So that, that was, I needed to chill. But I think like, <sighs> but I think like being, and then the other way, just like everyone's cool. Like I love that about them. It's like, no. And then I was like, okay, what's the balance? Like, what's the balance here? Like, there's people that, you know, you know you can work with and be friends with. There's people that, you know, uh, elevate you when you're on the, like, as you elevate them, you better be doing the same, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and these people that are just energy-sucking vampires who, like, talk about the same thing for four or five years, yeah. complain about the same thing, those are the people that are just going to fall off. And, and you shouldn't feel bad about it. Yeah. And eventually, I mean, and you, you've you made a career out of this in a way mm-hmm. where, like, those are the people that come to you and you charge money for help. Yep. Because, like, you're not close enough like that. Like, no. I'm happy to give all of the free help to anyone that I'm close with that I love and respect mm-hmm. and adore and know that they're mm-hmm. going somewhere. Yeah. But, like, everyone else who's kind of fallen into the rear view, like... Yeah. Pay me. Yeah. <laughs> Pay me. Pay me. Yeah. Um, and it's really funny how when people like that approach you and you ask them to pay you for that time and, and consideration, they fucking disappear. Yeah. They, they are like, oh. I've had like half a dozen people in the last three months be like, hey, like I see all that you're doing. I was wondering if I could just like get coffee with you and pick my brain. Pick, yeah. Pick your brain or whatever. Sure. And it's like, I'm mm, like, great. And I, s- I send them my little Calendly and it's like whatever it is an hour. Yeah. And they, I never hear from them again. Right. I actually had... um. When I did my pitch talk for SAG-AFTRA, I had so many people, like so many, which is incredible. Um, first off, it was to empower people so they could do it on their own. But also, it's like if you need someone to do it professionally and you just feel like you want to, like, I'm here. Right, because right? like either you don't know how and you don't want to learn and there's right. nothing wrong That's with cool. that. And I know what I'm doing at such right. a level that, like, I've done it so many times. Like, it's right. not. Throw money at the problem yeah, and fine. fix it. Let me help you. But then also there's just people who don't know how to do that right. and don't want to learn. Right. And so therefore they'll come to you and everyone else can figure it out and do it I've on had, their own. I, yeah, and I've had some really, honestly, some big people <coughs> reach out to me on Instagram or like DM me or whatever about it. And, um, some of them are like, yeah, I'd love to just like pick your brain about no. it. Like, no, you picked my brain. You saw my talk. That was me picking my brain. L- literally, I gave, you the, after, I gave you the pickings. Past that, there's <laughs> nothing I need to give you. I don't owe you anything. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, and I love that you have a great idea. Do something about it. Well, and I also think too, like when when you do that, when people are like, let me pick your brain, you're like, cool, pay me. Yeah. Get the bag. Um, yeah. Then the people who feel a particular way about it are upset and I mean, I guess rightfully so, maybe, but at the same time, like, it's just like, well, you're not like you, everyone has an expertise. Everyone has mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. zone of genius or whatever the fuck right. you want to call it. You can monetize that. You can choose to monetize that pitch queen. Yes. Um, or you cannot. And there's nothing wrong with either of those things. No. Like, I think millennials are definitely the generation that have learned how to monetize literally taking a shit. Like, yeah, literally, literally there's the woman on TikTok selling Only fans. jars of food. Um, yeah, great. So, like, good for her. Good for her. But, like, you people know, people are buying it. That's why people it's are happening. Buying it. Just know that. Right. <laughs> Not me, but people are. <laughs> That's why she has followers. Yeah, work. Um, but, like, get your bag. <clears throat> get your bag after you give that bag. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
in the bag. <laughs> paper bag. I don't Give know. Give the paper bag. <laughs> Get the money back. Get the money. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I feel like people that feel a, will feel a particular way about doing that because they're like, well, how dare you? Like, I'm not paying for your time for this. But it's like, I have 18 years of falling on my yeah. face in New York City. Like, I do know. So I don't I'm have time, honey. About. Right. Because I'm busy. Because I've spent this coffee time with every. <laughs> Dude, I have things in my email right now. And my. You, I was just about to say that. <laughs> I have no time. I have so many messages and emails. And that's, again, this is not to say, like, ooh, look at me. It's more just to say. It's facts. It's a lot. And it's like, and you'll be like, hey, like, can I just pick your brain, get you a coffee? He's like, if I took a coffee meeting with every single person to pick my brain, I've had zero dollars and I would be like homeless because I, I just don't have, to, I don't, right. for what? I'm going to give you what? For a coffee? I'm going to give you, I make my own coffee. Yeah. Well, and, and also too, like, you know, when you think about it logistically, like we're both uptown, right? So right. like if, if that person is don't, not Don't also, look me up though. You don't need to know where I live. No, but like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but like if, if, unless that person is coming to you. Yeah. The amount of time that it would take you to yes. get to them, sit down, have the coffee, and come home. Like, we're talking two, three hours yeah. here. And that's two, three hours. Like, I'm still not done with my audiobook. Like, that's that's three chapters right there that I could have done. Right. And, you know, it's... And people get mad about that, too. And unless you're willing to come to me yeah. while I'm working... Yeah. I Like, no. I can't. And it's, I don't want to be a bitch about for you. it. It's a sacrifice for me. And I don't want to be a bitch about it because I do want to help people. That's like, you know, when I took the disc assessment, like paid for the big thing, the two things I cared the least about were money and power, which is so annoying because I want both. But it, like inherently, <laughs> I don't care about either of them. Um, you want a rich bitch pod. There rich, we go. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But seriously. Right. But like I do like the impact and the helping of other yeah. people. Same. Yeah. But like. It also has to coincide with what I'm doing to like survive and pay yeah. for my apartment and the things that I'm doing. Um, yeah, and you don't know. Oh, it's honestly a lot of times a straight up stranger. No knowledge and 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 or like time. someone you've hung out with twice. Like no, no. And the other thing too, you know, like I I just read an article about this and I don't remember where. I don't remember where, but it was talking about like the whole hanging out with your friends while you're running errands thing. Mm -hmm. I used to do that when I was in my twenties and my friends would get mad at me because they're like, you only ever asked me to come with you when you're running errands. I'm like, mm -hmm. right, because it's efficient because I can hang out with you and yeah. we can talk and have a good time. Yeah. Grab a coffee, do the things, but I also have to go do X, Y, and Z yeah. as well. So like, mm -hmm. are you cool to come with me to drop off my laundry? Are you cool with me to like run to yeah. target? Like not that we had target back then, yeah. but, um, <laughs> cause I'm old, Target. um, at least not in the city, but no. <clears throat> you know, it's just the efficiency factor and I hate to sound like be efficient in everything that you do but like it does help you get to where you want to go yeah yeah and also I'm sure you respected your friends that were like I don't want to do that you're like cool. okay great then we won't do it yeah that's fine that's it it'll just cool. maybe be a little bit longer till yeah, I see yeah. you but like just know that this is the time I have I'm sorry yeah no that I think it's I think the whole thing is like there's nothing wrong with someone who I have zero idea who they are asking me they want to get me a coffee and pick my brain. There's nothing inherently wrong about that at all, but there's something wrong if they're upset. If I just won't, if I'm not Correct. doing it, the, the, it's just a lack of respect. Yeah. Empathy, understanding, uh, you know, cause like, again, if I said yes, coffee, sure. Like I would literally be on a, uh, probably on a heart monitor <laughs> and I would literally be homeless, uh, dehydrated for right. sure. Homeless, your skin wouldn't Diuretic. look as good as it does. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would just literally be like worn, withered and dying. So like, yeah, yeah, just, you can't, you can't, but again, you can't, you can't pour from a, a cup that is like being, is like empty. Like right. you just got, you have to make sure you maintain well, it's yourself. Like, it's like pouring from a cup Protect that has yourself. a straw in it that people are also drinking. Yeah. Of. And it's one it's of those like, new straws that no offense suck. <laughs> I know they're not plastic and listen, I'm all about saving the animals. I don't even eat them. Right. But my point is, is like those new paper, paper straws are not it. We got to figure out something else, honey. Cause they are truly just drink out of a cup. Yeah. I just can't do it anymore. I'd rather like suck on a cold piece of loose leaf. Me too. Cause after a while it, that's what you're doing. You're yeah. literally sucking on, sucking on paper. You're getting <laughs> sorry. Wow. But um, to anyone who hates that stuff, you're welcome. I'm one of them. I'm sorry. I, yeah. And I like love them. So I'm actually like looking for this part. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, yeah, totally. I think it's just a reminder like, well, that's why I did the talk because it's free. Yeah. You literally can watch it on YouTube and you can get a, a lot of information. And if you want to hire me for something, let's talk. Cause a lot of that's happening too. And believe me, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't sit down with like it, I think like thousands of people watch it. I can't sit down with all of them in a coffee and like, right. You'd never them. make money I, I, ever. <laughs> I'll never have a life. No, 
I would literally. You'd be how looking do I like do that? Betty White at forty. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Betty White. White. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's also too. I remember like during audition seasons and stuff, which is probably the number one thing that I do not miss about doing theater. Mm, true. You know, we would always joke like, you know, oh, living the dream, which I fucking hate because like that just that just like devalues what you're trying to do. Yeah. Like oh, living the dream, saying it flippantly. It's yeah. like. This yeah. is not it. And I would act like I got to the point where it made me so mad. I would actively tell people like, I don't think that's what this is. Um, but there was also like this narrative of like being in the trenches with people. Yeah. And it was like this badge of honor. You have to, like, to be suffer. In the, be in the trenches with like the 600 people that showed up to that audition that day and sit around with like your thumb up your ass waiting yeah. to be called in for your time slot or just if you'd get called at all. Yeah. And. I look back at that now and that is kind of also like a drain circling situation. And one would argue like, Oh, well that's just how it's done. And to a degree like, yeah, sure. Sure. Fine. But like no one is really actually getting hired for major, major projects from an open call. Mm -hmm. So like, why don't you spend that time and energy? Wish I would have taken this advice 10 years ago, like finding an agent that's worth a shit Mm -hmm. that can get you into the room without having to do that. Yeah. We don't need to struggle. We don't, we we need to work hard. Yes. We need to work hard. We need to work efficiently, but we also need to work right. with, with our hearts too. Sometimes you're not as efficient because you're um, really, really into what you're doing and you're taking your time with it. That's when you're on the right path well, as well. And I was also thinking earlier when you were talking about one of the things we were talking about, like how it's kind of like a race, but I'm like, but it's not though, it's because not. like there's no winner. Zero. There's no winner and there's no competition. Yeah. It's just you. Yeah. But also like, I think that perpetuates the toxic like hustle culture that we're talking about and hustle culture only really exists in my opinion because we're not being as efficient as we could and working doing the whole like work smarter not harder thing but like truth like could you sit at an audition for six hours a day and do nothing else you absolutely could and will you get seen maybe will you get hired maybe I've certainly had those moments happen and sure. it was like, oh, this does work. And then you get that little morsel of hope to keep <laughs> doing it for the next seven <laughs> years cookie. of your life. Right. Little yeah. cookie. Um, but it really is about fig- looking at the situation and figuring out how to not struggle because the whole like struggle of actors and artists thing is made up. Yes. You are living proof of that. Thank you. I'm becoming living proof of that a little you by are. little. You are. <laughs> I think I think you will be living proof of that very soon. Very which soon. You are so just Spo- saying. Spoiler. Very soon. Um, but it it's really just kind of looking at how can I make this easier for myself? Because do you have to get up at six a.m. every morning like I did for ten years of my life? Absolutely not. <laughs> do you have to be at equity? By a certain time to be seen, yes, if you're going to play that game. Could you stay at home and spend the same amount of time yeah. like shaping your materials and what you want to submit to other agents and then also creating your own thing in the meantime? Right. Yes. And that is eventually what I kind of figured around, like figured out around like 2017, 18 or yeah. so and didn't really do much about it until 2019. And then once I was ready to put my pedal to the floor, it pandemic happened pandemic, and it wasn't happening. Pandemic, pandemic, um, like, Because as a result of doing that in mm-hmm. 2019, prime example, um, Baritone happened. But while that was going on and I wasn't actively auditioning for things, I was very selective about what I would audition for. And mm-hmm. like the one film thing that I went out for, I got, and it's on Hulu, three, four years later. Yeah. Yeah. Three years later. Yeah. And it's the biggest thing that I can point to and say, like, I did that. It's on Hulu. Go watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I'm so mad at the pandemic for happening when it did. But also I was super unhealthy. Yeah. And, and doing the hustle thing still, even knowing that. So, yeah. like, the last couple of years has really been not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even, like, the Chicago of it all. That was the one audition I've gone on mm. in the last two years. Right. It was my first and only in-person audition. Mm -hmm. And regardless of how that ended, I still booked it. Right. Because I was like, this is the one thing I want. Yeah. And I got it. Yeah. And you weren't exhausted by the 12 other ones you, you know, waiting in line. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I could do a good audition for it because I didn't, I wasn't running around town spinning my wheels. And I run into actors all the time that are like, oh, it's audition season. I'm so tired. It's like, well, you don't have to be because you don't have to do it that way. Also, I know that people are borderline upset and I understand why about it being self-tape world but I couldn't be happier couldn't be happier I don't have to go an hour downtown I don't have to sit around and wait for however long I don't have to like show up sweaty and try to de-sweat before they want to see me go into a room Mm -hmm. like it just is so much better I love self-tapes I can do like seven a week and I don't feel like I'm dying right and you can do it from the comfort of your home with no pants on uh 
Except they always ask for a full body slate, so unfortunately <laughs> that's not really the case. But in which you could also like not wear pants. But like, but yeah, but then, then I get the role. Exactly. But not for the right reasons. Not for the right yeah, reasons. Because yeah, yeah. you're leading with the wrong thing. I'm leading with the wrong thing. <laughs> but anyway, so back to your week. Oh yeah, it's ho- <laughs> an yeah. hour later. No, it's perfect. 40 because, later. No, no. I think I think what this is about is like we really are getting into like not just manifesting, but like protecting your energy. And, um, also when you start doing things, laying the groundwork for something, which is in itself the hardest part, all the other stuff just happens. So, um, to, to go back to my week last night, I finally finished my voiceover booth. Like finally complete. Thank you. It took a long time and it, and it didn't, it shouldn't have, but I think I took the time it needed because between the move and auditioning and having other bookings and work, you know what I mean? I'm not complaining, but I just, I wanted to get it done within like a few months. It took so much longer. Right. Mm -hmm. But I did it right, you know, and I feel good about it. And, um, literally it was installed ready to yell. Like I had bought this, I bought something there, like, cause I have my other mic for my, in my, like my office area, but like, I wanted something even more profesh to have for my professional voiceover studio. Literally 24 hours later, I literally got an offer for a voiceover. Yeah. Like got an offer, like didn't even have to really audition. They were like, your voice, love it. Um, it sounds just like what we were looking for. Do you have a home studio set up? Literally was the question. I go, yes, I, I literally have. A have home they asked studio. you about Source Connect yet? Yeah, um, that one I didn't need to do it on, but that's I, good. Yeah, but I'm ready it to was, go. I had such a hard time setting that up. Yeah, I had Source to get Connect on, is. A- I had to get on the phone with like three different customer service people. It took me like four days, and then finally, thankfully, it like pulled through the day that I had the booking, and I was like standing in my closet for like three hours. This is also I don't want to take away from what you're, you're fine. About to say, but this is also like a saga within the circle. of of my friends <laughs> and those who like pay attention to what yes. I'm doing on social media. Not that I expect you to, but during this session, mm-hmm. my little adapter thing here uh-huh. started to overheat. And so it, we're in the middle of the session and it was like fucking hot. And I was like, Oh, my laptop is going to blow up. So I like quick, like unheadphoned and like yeah. snuck around to my freezer. And I took out this frozen steak that I had that my grandma bought me for Christmas at Omaha steaks. And I put <laughs> it, I put it underneath this thing. And I was like, great, it's cooling down. Great, 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 great. The session ended. Yeah. And I had to film another audition. So I left everything there. Okay. I like unplugged my laptop and I moved into the thing and I went and I did another session. Okay. When I was done with that session, I was packing all my like background stuff because I used to have like a big thing or whatever. And I was putting it all away. And then I was like, okay, that's done. I'm going to go clean out my booth and I'll be good. I go back to the booth (laughs) and the steak is gone. I cannot find it. And that was two years ago. I've moved since. I gutted that closet. I have no idea where it is. <gasps> what? To this day, steak is still missing. <gasps> Don't know what happened to it. Have not heard. Could not smell. It was vacuum sealed, so I wouldn't have anyway. Um, don't know where it went. Have <gasps> no idea. Wasn't in the freezer. Wasn't oh in the trash. God, dude, there's so many ideas I have. I have well, so many questions. Mean? I don't know. What could any of this there's mean? There's like a man living in my closet yeah, who wanted to, to say, eat raw meat. Guy? <laughs> like it's that joke where like... It's that creepy joke they used to tell in middle school, like where like this girl's putting her hand over the bed, and she keeps getting licked by her dog, but then you find out later like, serial killer had escaped and he was just under there licking her hand. Licking her hand. Yeah, like <laughs> yes. <Ugh>. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Ew. Um, but yeah, I mean It's I'm like a little about, gremlin living in my closet. Yeah, I'm thinking about <laughs> who's in there. Also, like what rat Literally, like, did I a mean, rat come I searched. In? I searched for like holes in the wall. I took everything. I have pictures. I took everything out of the closet and threw it all over my apartment to try and find it. What a could turn! Not find it. I could have assured you your next words were going to be, and then I had melted steak on. You know what I mean? Like I come <laughs> I back wish. and I'm like me everywhere. I wish I would have had to clean it up, and it would have been yeah, gross, and another conversation. But just the meat disappeared. <laughs> the meat is gone. And it was raw. So it's like, there's a lot of I put here. the raw meat in and it disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Explicit what content a terrible, warning. <laughs> what, a, what an amazingly magical, um, weird, weird ass story. Truly. And like when I, I posted about it on Instagram and people went nuts, they were like, you have to keep me updated. What no, happened? I want to know more. Yeah, this was it. also like back in the days of clubhouse too. Yeah. So like I had this, I had two rooms that I ran or was active mm-hmm. in. One of which was a New York theater film yeah. thing, which we've spoken in prior. True. Um, and then there was a group accountability group that had okay. like a bunch Ooh. of actors, producers, directors, et cetera. There were like 10 of us that were there all the time Love. and they knew this story. And every time I logged on, they're like, did you find the steak yet? <gasps> it was like a running joke saga okay. and it's still missing. 
like no wow. no bearing on where that is. And at the all. person's like, this was your old place, correct? Yeah. So did that lady ever go, I found steak in no. my bed? I'm, I half expect her to like text me one day and be like, I found. <laughs> and I'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and you won't send her this podcast. Yeah. Nope. That's right. <laughs> sure won't. Sure won't. Nope. Um, I had a weird story like that, which is really interesting. So my cats, I went back when I had two. Um, I never left cash lying around my apartment as much as I make jokes about leave the money on the table, but there's not, it's not laying around. There's not cash laying right, around. Right, right, right. Well, I'm a millennial. She's, we don't use I had cash some Ethereum ever. in my bank account. I don't <laughs> think that I need I have, I had, I have it's as close to cash as we get. Crypto and some freaking, and my debit and credit card. I don't have literally cash just laying around, you know? So, um, I was away on a vacation and my friend who has cat sitting, kept sending me videos of him scooping the litter and just having wads of cash in the litter box. Just cash, cash on cash in the litter box. And I, no, I know this is another weird story. So I go. Your cat is a thief. No, from where though? There's nowhere to get it. So I go, I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I just look at this as my friend's being silly and a silly bitch troll and Uh is just sending me this stuff. And I just sat there like, what? And I was like, yeah, okay, LOL. Like, yeah, cash in the litter box. But then we came back from vacation and he had like flattened the bills and luckily they weren't super dirty and the ones that were gross like throughout. But the following week I was doing the litter box and sure enough, there were, there were dollars. Dollars? In the fucking. So I literally to this day have no idea why my cat had money? How did? It, why is the money in the litter box? Did they eat the money. What, she was a working girl. She's like to, her and Loki. I was like these two. <laughs> these two don't contribute at all. So then I said, "Why don't I take this money and buy and a lottery wash it. ticket? Wash it. Wash it first. Wash it first. Of course. <laughs> buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> she didn't, and then she didn't watch it. She didn't watch it. <laughs> and then donate the proceeds." Some of it to, to a, the Humane to Society. Animal yeah, yeah. I bought a lot of tickets, shouldn't and win, so I was like, "Fuck it." Uh, but I don't know to this day why. That's for so weird. a long time we were finding money in the litter box, and it wasn't. Like, why were they putting it there? It doesn't where make were any they sense. getting it? Yeah, where were they I getting have so it? Many I questions. still have no idea. And they were all different, like bills and all different. Maybe your apartment ghost and my apartment ghost are the same. <laughs> like, I takes the meat, mine gives. Right. The <laughs> They're, they take the meat and they sell it, and then they hide the money in the litter box. I'm of the I'm of the mind that like everything in New York City is haunted to a degree. Like yeah, we've tr- it's just been so here many for two. Lived and died in this right. in this apartment. Just, in someone apartment. in this apartment has died <laughs> repeatedly, dude. Like repeatedly. Well, they didn't die repeatedly, but multiple well, people multiple have died. Unless the whole reincarnation conversation, we can have that too. But totally with that said, about your week, okay, we keep sorry, going sorry. back to this. No, no, but I love derailed. what we're doing. This okay? So we're at an hour. So to finish out, we'll talk about our weeks. And um, I love that we can just talk for an hour, but we really did cover so much great stuff. So, much so it's all about pr- protecting your energy, being a rich bitch, because you say no to things you don't want and say yes to things that could be monetized. Yes. Okay. Give me anyway. the bag. Get the bag. Um, and be your best self and be authentically you and you will be successful and therefore money will come to you. And okay. stop circling the drain. Okay, okay. you're weak. Anyway, my Let's week. Go. <laughs> so I booked that voiceover and I'm like, wow, this is literally just because I put I put this shit together. And the next day I had four auditions, two for a Disney Plus series, two for like big auditions. Um, and then one indie like radio play. But then this thing just came as an offer. And I was like, all this happened the literal day after I made it. It's just like inviting that in, that into my life. And then I booked a, okay, every time you want like to get auditions, just go on a vacation because then they'll all just happen. Literally. Literally. Every, I feel every like time. most people know that story because yes. yeah. it's all, it's happened to all of us. So post um, producing that pilot and it was a lot of energy and time, of it, but it was wonderfully done. And um, we've already raised, I think all of our post-production budget. We have two, I think we have private investors just came through, but we'll see. But anyway, Either way, that was truly a success. I'm just, ex- I'm exhausted. And my boyfriend was also the director on it as I was a producer on it. And I'm an actor, but um, we were like, we need to get away. We need to go, to go to vineyards and do a vineyard trip. So we did do that. We booked everything. And literally the day we're supposed to leave, the day before, my agent is like, you're up for this print ad. You send in your photos. They love them. Uh, this is, we need you on, on Friday. And I was like, oh my God, of course, when I book a thing. So I should have told her, I was honest with her. I was like, super grateful. I'm going to do it. 
just like you said, it was evening of Friday. Can we make it a morning moment? Is that possible? Yeah. First off, my manager's Dreammaker Talent, Marianne, how dare you be so amazing? She literally wasn't even mad. She's like, oh my God, you need a vacation. You've been working Not so hard. Not sponsored. She's like, she's like, you need it. Like, such a sweet boo-boo. And she literally was like, let me figure it out. And she called. She's like, I got you Friday morning, girl. Like, the first one in. I was like, work. So right. instead of going. I will give you 20% now. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, 20%. <laughs> and instead of going like, you know, it's print, so she's going to get it. But um, instead of, uh, <laughs> oops, she got it. Um, instead of going Thursday, you know, Thursday night on our trip, we just went, I just did the audition and we went on our separate ways. Now, did it, it was a go see, which is what a print version of an audition is. Did it, was like, whatever, we'll see what happens. And then literally St. Patty's Day last week when you were, you know, on your way ever. Um, but right before I got a call from her. And she's like, Sarah, you freaking booked it. Work. So this is a dope-ass national print ad. So excited. Can't say the brand, but it's amazing. I love so that it's amazing. called a ghosty. Like the, a ghosty. A ghosty. I thought like you said a ghosty. Not a yes, ghosty. a ghosty. I know what a ghosty yeah, is. I thought you said ghosty, and I was like, you mean like the one that put God, money in your talk. litter box? <laughs> you, think, you think being a voice of artist that I can talk, talk properly, but it's a go see. A ghosty. A ghosty. A ghosty. Well, <laughs> Took my a- steak and your money. <laughs> Take money. That's a ghosty. We got ghosted. We did, we got ghosted. We did. Um. So yeah. So that just happened. So like in a matter of like whatever, um, it's bomb. It's such a dope time. Whatever. I just like it. And none of that would have happened if I didn't have my setup at home that looks really. I no makeup, self, good lighting, show everything. They were like, oh yes, girl work. You know. Yes. Yeah. We need that. Giving that '90s look with the yes. big hair. Oh, my hair is so huge. Enormous. Um. So we didn't talk about the Great Fire. So we're gonna talk about that next episode. With my what happened oh. with my hair. Cliffhanger. I think we should talk about like our traumas. Yeah, like insane things. <laughs> I do not want to turn this into a trauma podcast. No, 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 no trauma but... dumping here. But also life is trauma. So um just kidding. Um it can be. Um yeah, I think next next podcast we need to literally talk okay. about cliffhanger. crazy things that have had to uh, happen to us and how we got through them. It's gonna be a five hour episode. Great. Jesus. All right, well, we'll cl- start, cliffhanger. start playing on your on your flight to LA from New York and you'll get there and you'll be like, Wow, I learned so much. Truly. Um, but well, yeah, that was my week and it's so iconic and, um, I'm just so thankful for my reps. I'm thankful though, that I had the wherewithal to create these opportunities for myself and that I believed in myself enough to be submitting and them and them believing in me enough to submit me. So I'm just very grateful and thankful and yeah. fuck yeah. Well, I mean, that's the key too, you know, and I think we can end on a, on a commentary on this yeah. is like, you can do the auditions and get the jobs and do all the things. And also create something for yourself yes. that is truly yours. It's not a monolith. Like, we're not all just one Ew. thing. Yuck. But, like, create the things while you're looking for the other yes. things. Or don't. I'm not doing that. I'm just creating the things. So, like, yeah. you know, there's no right answer. Yeah. So that's what we've got. So that's how to be a rich bitch. How to be a rich Chapter three. bitch. Chapter three. Um, well, this was lovely. Cliffhanger for the Great Fire mm-hmm. for next week. Done. Don't let it go to your stick. Where's the meat? You're so rich. Uh, pay me.